In this episode, we bring on guest and friend Kerry Jumawan to talk about living your best life, how to balance training with traveling, and also going back to university to study physiotherapy. All that and more in this episode of Into the Unknown. Welcome to the Into the Unknown podcast, the show that dives into all things fitness, politics, mindset, current affairs, sports, and everything in between. With a generous sprinkling of humour, at least on my part, and pop culture, I'm Connor Campbell. And I'm Yushan Sue. So without further ado, plug in, sit back, and enjoy being taken into the unknown. Welcome back to another episode of Into the Unknown. On today's podcast, we bring on the real queen, travel extraordinaire, and fellow weightlifter herself, Kerry Jumawan. After spending three, yeah, otherwise known as Hey, it's Kerry. After spending three years at the University of Hertfordshire, where she studied sport exercise science, she first learned weightlifting and was also an avid cheerleader. For those that do not know, she then went on to graduate and worked at a healthcare company as as a health advisor in London, where she picked up weightlifting again, and where we first met at Central London Weightlifting Club. Kerry has now gone back to university to study for a master's in physiotherapy. And we've brought brought Kerry on for a number of reasons, principally because she has a unique ability to have perspective, which in the realm of weightlifting and life in general is a very valuable asset to have. Secondly, and I've just learned a new word, and I'm going to use it right now, because she has the propensity to enjoy training, enjoy her life outside of training, and is literally everyone's biggest fan, which I think we can agree we need more of in this world. So, Kerry, with that introduction, thank you so much for joining us. It is an absolute pleasure. How are you doing? Well, thank you very much for that introduction, Connor. That was really, <laughs> that picked me <laughs> up a lot, to be honest. Um but yeah, um, I'm pretty good. I'm happy to be here to make my um, podcast debut. We're into oh, that. We're honoured. We yeah, are. We honored are honoured. It's been first. a long time coming. We've had some good guests um, on. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting into some of these conversations because I feel like with everyone, whenever we ask them to come on the podcast, their first thought is, "What the hell am I supposed to talk about?" And if there's something that we know well, is we can get anybody talking about anything. And they have value. They can add value in any part of their life, um, which I think you definitely can. I mean, you've taught me, you've taught me a lot. Even though uh, you probably aren't aware of that, which we're going to get into in this episode. First thing I want to do is tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of like not exactly where you grew up because we don't want people to know where you live, but like where <laughs> you grew up, kind of who shaped you into the bad bitch you are today, and like who are you. Who is Kerry? Who is Hey, it's Kerry. Who is Hey, it's Kerry. Okay, first of all, Hey, it's Kerry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have that's my intro now. Um, yeah, so I grew up in London um, to an Irish mother, Filipino father. Um, I love to lift weights, as you all know. I love to cook, eat, dance, all of the above. Um, and as you said, my background is in sports science, um, which I then went on to do health and fitness assessments. Um, and then from then on, I just kind of, I worked for a few years and wanted to do something else that was, that I could learn from. Um, and that's when I decided to take on the, the physiotherapy masters. Um, 
in terms of who shaped me into the bad bish I am, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I know it might sound cringy, but to be honest, I get a lot of these kind of values and um and those kind of things from my mum. So mm. she works in the NHS, um, and she's done that for the past twenty or so years. She's all she's always helping people, and it's something that I think kind of then just became ingrained in me as well because I wanted to do something that would uh, benefit other people. Um, and that's what I was doing in my last job, but I kind of want to take that further. Um, she was also an avid traveler. Like when she was in her 20s, she was solo traveling, which we'll get into later, because that's definitely something that influenced what I what I love to do as well. And she's always encouraged me to do that and always supported me in everything I've done. Um, you know, she's not one of those mums who are like super scared of me going off somewhere and, and getting kidnapped or anything like that she's always just been supportive and wants me to kind of experience those things in the world so that's why I would say um she's definitely shaped me into that um as well as my experiences the experiences that I've taken um and opportunities that I've taken have really helped me um shape me into the kind of person I am because I was very different to who I was like 10 years ago Mm. pretty much that's awesome and I I could definitely agree with you that so we'd, we'd been friends for a couple of years before I met your mum. And I yeah. met her at one of Igor's first. Igor is another friend of ours who's a jazz musician, a very, very good jazz musician, someone that actually got me into listening to jazz before. Uh, before I met him, I didn't really ever listen to jazz. And I met her at the first gig we ever went to, which was Igor's, um, one of Igor's, um, what's the word? I guess jazz, yeah, like uh, concerts. Or, I don't even know what you would call them. Is you call a jazz a concert? No, just like a, you like know, a jazz gig or something. It's just a gig, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's just a gig. I thought there was a fancy name for it, but uh, it was a spice of life in Soho, Covent Garden. Yeah. Um, and I can definitely attest to everything that you've told me that she just seems like she literally is like you are literally the her, like a younger <laughs> version of her, which is amazing. Like, she is the OG bad bish. Um, Actually, you know, is she just does yeah. what she wants, which I think in a world of like here, you know, it's just, it's incredible. So I appreciate yeah. you you sharing that with us as well. Um, yeah. You mentioned that you love traveling and yeah. you also love training, um, which kind of brings us on to the first topic that I want to get into, mm-hmm. which is finding a balance or like striking a balance within just everyday life, whether it be juggling training. Uh, and I think a lot of us nowadays, we see reels, we see TikToks of people like David Goggins and Jocko Willink. And they're talking about that everything in our life should be optimized and that we should always focus or we should focus on the future and push for more, or push you know, always strive for more. And I've come to notice that we have had many conversations, whether you realize it or not, uh, about things outside of training, as well as your love for traveling and so on and so forth. And I bring this up because whether you believe it or not, uh, you've you've actually been pivotal in helping me realize that there is more to life than just what we've been kind of told or what we should do. Um, Thank you. You've kind of mentioned you know, your mom has been pivotal in that, but you've also spoken about your experiences. 
basically mm. what I want to know is where does where do you think that has come from like the development of you 10 years ago through to now and and how do you do that because I feel like it's it's not an easy thing to to do and I'm not saying that you know you might not be like that in five years but I don't know you just feel like you've you've struck a really good balance between you love training you also love traveling and you just kind of live your life the way you want to live it which yeah. a lot of people don't do um so yeah that's true yeah I appreciate that Connor um yeah I think it's really important to recognize that although it's great to think about the future and what's yet to come and make all these plans um and you know have these things like okay I want to retire in 40 years or I want to I want to get a higher salary, I want to do all this. Like sometimes we get lost in these ideas of a perfect life that we want in the future that we kind of forget about living in the now. And this doesn't mean like, you know, go and quit your job and travel for a year because, you know, it's not realistic for a lot of people. And it's a privilege if you're even able to do that. And you see a lot of these kind of things on the internet, people just quitting their jobs, moving, becoming a nomad, all of that. Um, but it's just kind of like doing whatever's in like your financial means or whatever you you know however it kind of fits into your schedule and um, for me like weightlifting is so much fun and like it's kind of just about prioritizing what's important to you so you know I like I love going traveling and and to be honest it's very it's really difficult to balance that when I'm when I was doing like longer trips so you know when I went back to Philippines last year I went for six weeks the year before that I went to try and experience living in a new culture and, and living in Spain for three months and I told you both of those times Connor that I would um that yeah, I was like yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna yeah. do training I'm gonna look for a gym and and just train throughout there so don't worry keep my program the way it is but realistically um the priority changed for me when I was out there and I was like you know what I love training but to be honest like I don't need that to be um something that I stick to uh like to a T every every week and when I was out there I was like no I actually just want to experience living um in a new culture immerse myself and just have fun and um you know one of the things that you talked about before Connor was like not attaching your um sport or hobbies to your personality and you know for me it was like you know this is just a hobby so I also love traveling so I'm going to um go out there and focus on that and not have to like you know oh, but when I was doing when I'm doing like smaller trips I'll I'll just try and like fit training around that um mm. but like you know, it's just about I don't know like prioritizing what's important in that moment and in that moment I was just wanting to live my best life and yeah and that that essentially is exactly what it is is you know you you're deciding what you want to do with your life rather than letting anyone else decide oh well you should train for 8 12 16 weeks and you can't go on holiday and like why not (laughs) it's my life I can do what I want like I know that when I get back from holiday I'm going to be able to train just as hard and and actually I've I've noticed that you 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 a lot of people that I've had conversations with they're like I'm gonna go on holiday but I still want to keep training for two weeks and like not because they want that schedule or because they love weightlifting but almost for a fear of that if they stop training for even just a week they're gonna lack progress 
Oh, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, it's so easy to think that. Um, and but there's like that's just one of the things that I just kind of accepted because there's gonna be times when you you just never know if you're going to get injured and you'll both, and you'll be out for like six months or something. Yeah. You know? So for me, it was like, look, I am gonna go away. I'll have to kind of rebuild again when I'm back. But will I regret it? No, because I had a great time. Yeah. And you know, like, weightlifting doesn't have to be your world doesn't have to revolve around whatever your your hobby is. So um, that's why I kind of accepted. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to get back into it, but it doesn't matter. Like I've got my whole life to. to yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I want to bring Yushuan in here because it's we've had conversations like this off air where we've had a couple of topics of conversation where we've spoken about kind of finding an identity outside of weightlifting or outside of sport or outside of your hobby, which I don't, it's not as easy as a lot of people, you know, would think like when I first started weightlifting, everything that I lived and breathed was weightlifting. And even now, like in the background, I have the European, uh, Europeans on, right. Because, I'm still interested in weightlifting, but I feel like our identity, which is why we gel so much, you know, yes, we do weightlifting, but we aren't just weightlifters, yeah, you know, exactly. and whether that hinders our performance or not, if I'm being completely honest, I don't give a fuck yeah. because I enjoy living much I will more say, than Con, like three or four years ago, you were much more weightlifter like yeah. full kit wanker a7 yeah, yeah. walking <laughs> yeah. around good getting coffee yeah Whereas... and i was and yeah i was really attached to the outcome which actually hindered my progress so much because all mm. i cared about was just being you know not necessarily being a good weightlifter but looking the part and feeling the part yeah. whereas now i'm like yeah I'm, i i do weightlifting but i also have lots of other things that uh that i do but the reason I want to bring Yushuan in as well is, Kerry, I think that's that's a really valuable thing that a lot of people, I think, need to learn. And I, I've noticed that the people that kind of hang out with you, you know, the gorilla squad and so on and so forth, they've learned like, yeah, you love weightlifting and so do they. But like, it's also you have to go through daily life. Like you train with a doctor, you know, who has a very stressful job. And also if he wants to take two weeks off training, like, go and do it because when's the next time you're going to have it do it you know like you say you're going to get injured but i i guess with you Shran, it's, a, it's a little different you know we've had different topics of conversation on this but i'm interested to, to hear hear you kind of weigh into this because for us this is a hobby you know for mm. you you're not just good at your hobby your hobby is also your job yeah. um which adds extra pressure to it yeah but only as much as you put on it I suppose. Mm. And I just happened to put quite a bit on it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it really struck a chord with me, Carrie, when you said about, so, well, a couple of things, actually, you know, one of them being, you know, having to, it, or understanding how to kind of balance your priorities and the fact that these priorities change mm. um, depending on where you are, what you're doing, and just, yeah, what your current situation is, you know, and and that's actually something I learned while I was at uni and I was um, riding and competing as well was that, you know, when it came to say, you know, exam or paper hand in time, I was fully, I, I, was, 
I had to be fully focused on that. Whereas when I go away and I'm going competing, I don't even touch my uni work and because the priorities are different, you know, and, and you need to put more time and energy into one thing at a certain time than the other. So I tried to kind of carry that with me now, but kind of like you say, it's, it's a little bit different. I think when this is kind of just my life <laughs> and it's, kind of well it's a lot more consuming and it's it, I have to I think make more of an effort to have like you say like have an identity outside of of my sport and, and my job and so on and so forth but I still think there's a lot of value in in doing so mm-hmm. and the other thing that you said Carrie that really I that I found really interesting was kind of understanding that i don't know if you meant it that way but like understanding that progress isn't linear and that it does fluctuate and it does go up and down and that's okay like any progress that you lose it's it's okay it'll come back like we're you're still alive we're still we're still able to do what we do and and just and, and i really resonate with like that fear of of losing the progress that you've made yeah um you know that's completely understandable i think you know when i've been training hard and and you know i i've been competing all season and at the end of the season i'm feeling like i'm doing my best work basically and then I'm like okay now i i go on holiday and i lose all of that like what am i, I know, well, how, how does that work i'm meant to yeah, just keep right. going right but then yeah. uh, now i've come to realize that actually one it's not always in your best interest anyway to keep going physically and mentally it's not always the most productive thing but also yeah like it is there's there's a lot of value in having sort of a life and an identity outside of your job and if that happens to be your hobby or your sport as well um yeah to have something outside of that and then be able to nourish that and, and and make the most of it and still have the confidence to come back and be like okay we can we can start again like we can rebuild um which is something i've had to learn over the years i guess and, and over every off season when i go home and actually i'm able to spend time with my family and be present and see my friends more and not be like living under a rock and um whilst understanding that I can do all these things and still be able to come back in the start of the new year and and train just as good as I did the year before so yeah for sure and um I guess Kerry as well you know with weightlifting (laughs) we're sort of in a unique position because with I mean I guess similar to like numbers based sports but I've noticed that it tends to be far more common in, say, a sport like weightlifting, where everything really is quantifiable. You know, you're losing progress if you snatch 50 kilos one week, but then the next week you can't even snatch 45, Mm -hmm. you know? And so people think like, oh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm shit at this. Like I'm not snatching as much as I could last week. Um, 
what are some of the strategies that you have used? I know I'm putting you in the spot, but what are some of the strategies that you have used? <laughs> um, and you you would know this without even preparing because we've spoken about it. But you know, it to to kind of get over <clears throat> this idea that like everything needs to be uh, increasing each week, and and I need to feel strong every week to get better. Yeah, I think yeah for me that's definitely something that's helped a lot like just being comfortable at heavier weights um like even like in preparation for comp if I feel like I haven't hit anywhere near my current max I feel like oh my gosh am I going to be able to do that in competition but it is just kind of like you know like the things that you put in the programs like doing complexes at um a higher number than I'm used to and I and, and sometimes you look back and you're like oh, hold on I've never done a complex at my 85% or things yes. like that and it's um yeah like sometimes it's just I just have to kind of forget you know like I've had that kind of rut um a few weeks leading up to my last competition where for the first time I was like actually putting pressure on myself and normally I wouldn't I would just go in and have fun and be really excited but it was like I was just having a bad few weeks of training and suddenly I was like oh my gosh I'm not going to be able to clean and jerk this in comp and stuff and just having that mentality yeah. then did affect myself I uh, did affect my performance in comp I actually did better than I expected but like for example like in snatches they're my favorite lift but I was in the back room thinking oh, I just don't want to do this I just want yeah. to and that's never happened to me um so then inevitably it did affect it when I got onto the platform I just I missed two of my snatches um but I wasn't even that bothered and that was such a bad thing that I noticed about myself I was like why am I suddenly not bothered I, I love weightlifting and that's why I've obviously yeah. talked hard and I'm like okay I'm gonna take a break from comps and I'm just gonna get back into just loving training um and it's just yeah like I, I think as well um we always like it's really hard to not compare yourself to other people but you I feel like the most important thing I always do is just compare myself to my previous self yeah yourself to past you because that's the only person you're really going against you know like I I thought I hadn't progressed much and then Connor sent me a screenshot of something of a comment I did I said last year on your post where I was like okay my my next goal is 46 56 or something like that and yeah um like they were close to like my opening numbers so it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's just about kind of perspective Perspective, really yeah exactly. absolutely and uh the reason that i bring bring that up is because i think it's very easy to get like stuck in the weeds and kind of not be able to see the like in front or behind you you know where you kind of go you, you either have two thoughts you either think where the fuck is this going you know like i'm not getting better what's the point and then you also can't see like what you did a year ago because you've yeah. just lost that ability to kind of zoom out a little bit and go okay well actually i might be having a shit month of training but that's not the overall net sum of my training has not been negative regardless of whether i think this month has been bad or not the biggest difficulty in weightlifting as well is for a lot of us we don't really have off seasons you know like with so with with you shan we have some downtime and I know that he trains really hard a lot. I'm not saying that he he slacks off, but it's just the sport I is mean, different. 
I mean, <laughs> I'm not not saying that, <laughs> but I think it, it's just interesting because I noticed that um, the way that, that a lot of weightlifters train, we have competitions all the way through the year. And especially if we aren't at the level where, you know, we have Europeans or worlds or Commonwealths or Olympic games where we know that like, we're going to have sort of four or five months where we might need to do one or two competitions that don't really mean that much. So that could be classed as our off season or pre-season as it were. And then we have say a run of three competitions where you might have Commonwealths, Worlds, Europeans, which is exactly what happened to the British team. You know, they had Commonwealths in July, they had Worlds in December, and now it's April and they have Europeans. So they've got that, that is their season as it were. But a lot of us as amateur athletes don't really don't really have that. So we kind of have to be ready all the time, which is exhausting mentally because sometimes you just don't want to be ready all the time. Sometimes you just want to do training because because that's it. You know, that's there's exactly no what happened to me, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just think it's 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 interesting that you kind of came to that conclusion without me even saying anything. And then I sent that post to you. And you were able to kind of like cut through the weeds and like look ahead and go, okay, well, if I've done it before, then I know that I can do it again in the future. And also I've done it before because I've just zoomed out and gone, oh shit. Yeah. That's where I was a year ago. Oh, fair enough, Con. All right. Cheers. Cheers for that. (laughs) But I do the same, you know, I do exactly the same. We get, we get, we get blinders on and we can't, we can't focus on anything else apart from just, you know, well, the here and now, which might be shit. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone does it. Everyone, yeah. it's inevitable, you know, and because, you know, when you see something every day, you don't realize the change. Like if you, if you, you know, when you, when you get a puppy and you see the puppy <laughs> every day, you don't really appreciate how much it's grown. It's, yeah. it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? You know, you see yourself every day and, and then someone you're else is able... a puppy. And then they're like, yeah, someone else sees the puppy after maybe like a month of not seeing the puppy. And it's fucking massive. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) The puppy analogy. You need to coin that, the puppy analogy. The puppy analogy. I use it for everything. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) But, uh, and then just imagine like a year from now, you know, you look at yourself now and you know, currently that what you're doing now isn't going to be isn't going to be the same as what you're doing next year yeah for better or worse like i wonder if anyone gets to a point where they're like you know what like me now i'm at the pinnacle of (laughs) of what i'm doing i'm the pinnacle of performance because i don't think anyone does get to that point even i did on monday athletes (laughs) yeah tell me more I snatched 110 and I dropped it and I just said to myself, I'm so fucking good at this. Oh, no, I say that to myself every day, but it doesn't mean it's the best. It also doesn't mean it's true, but sometimes you have to say it to believe it. (laughs) That's true. And I'm nowhere near the best, but guess what? I don't care. I'm the best in my mind. That's all that matters. (laughs) That's (laughs) what matters. (laughs) Anyway, I know know the point you're making. Uh, The puppy concept. I like that um right so you've gone back to university after when did you graduate 2016 that's when i started 2019 
2019. Oh my 19. god, you're so young. I'm so <laughs> old. We're like two to three years. <laughs> oh <different>. god, <laughs> I'm so old. Um, so 2019, you graduated. Yeah. And it's been four oh years. I'm rubbish at maths. Oh my god, me too. It's All been my, it, was, it will years. be four years in a couple months, basically. That's kind of crazy. I didn't think of it like that in, in a while. Yeah. So how has it been taking four years out of studying and then going, I think I want to go back to restudy. Tell us a little bit about that, some challenges you faced. And uh, um, you've already spoken a little bit about you wanted to kind of help people. So yeah, why exactly. did you feel like you needed to kind of quit your job and then go back to uni? Yeah, so I, I, I went, like, a lot of people do take breaks, and I kind of felt like I didn't really want a break. I went straight into work after graduating, and I did that for a good two and a bit years. Um, And to be honest, I loved it. Like, I would go back to it now. Like, it, it was so much fun. I worked with amazing people, and it was so rewarding. And I think there was just a point where... um, I think I was shadowing, like, one of the physiotherapists in in my old job um and it just kind of made me realize I wanted something where the, each patient there was like there's a different case that I could work with each day and something that I would have to keep uh learning and um you know just facing new challenges um I love helping people um I love learning new skills and it kind of just made sense that I chose physiotherapy um, like my cousin's a physiotherapist I talked to her about it um, Prince as you've had in your previous podcast um, spoke to him about it and it just kind of made sense um, before uh, yeah and so then I applied like two years in a row decided like I wanted to just like travel first and come back into it because you know transitioning from the uh, the working life um, and then like a travel life and then going back into full-time student mode it was kind of, yeah, it was a big change um, and a big change in dynamics. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been difficult because it's quite an intense course as well. Um, but I just keep thinking of the end goal and I'm like, you know what, it's just two full years and I'll be qualified. Um, yeah, and, it, and it's something that I want to take around the world. Like for me, I wanted a career where I could just, pack up my bags and if I wanted to move to another country like I'd be able to do that with this qualification um and I'm really glad I did it but I'm a quarter of the way through now so it's going well yeah I mean it's uh it's not easy to go back to university and especially with physiotherapy because we were just chatting off air and one of the biggest issues that I found and I, I wonder if you agree is when we were doing our sports science degree, we did the same degree at university, just yeah. at different times. Yeah. And I've now realized I'm a lot older than than I <laughs> than I am. Um we one of the things that I think we both really lacked was the ability to or not not we lacked, but the the course lacked was the ability to kind of take something that we've learned and apply that into a real world or real life scenario. Um, you know, like for example, we used to be in the labs a lot where we do stuff on caffeine or like 
use a hyperbaric chamber which alters the altitude or the temperature yeah douglas bags doing vo2 max and that's all super useful stuff yeah right if that's going to be your job but i don't think that after university i have ever once used the douglas bag nope (laughs) you know um and I, i don't know whether that was my fault that i wasn't able to learn those things and kind of figure out where i wanted to go but I think a lot of people get into sports science because they want to coach. And actually, I feel like they're kind of sold this, that the degree itself is like, yeah, you're going to be working with elite athletes, but yeah. it's not really like that. No, Whereas now, hard to yeah. get into that, even if you do, like those who work with elite athletes, you know, there's very few who have um, used that degree. And, you know, you have to get so much experience, like, um, voluntary experience working with like football clubs, rugby clubs, whoever you want to work with. Um, But even then it's so competitive and um, yeah. And then, you know, people either do go into sports or they go into clinical um, work or they just have no idea what they want to do. And then they end up going to further education or doing something completely different. But yeah, the idea of sport and exercise science does sound great and it was it was good because you do get a little bit of you gain a bit of knowledge in different areas like nutrition biomechanics and it's all really cool but then because you've got all this these bits of knowledge in different areas you don't you can't really specialize in one thing um so then it's kind of up to you after you've graduated and like deciding where do you want to go now and you know a lot of us do end up a little bit lost for a while yeah for sure and I guess that brings me on to the question that I really wanted to ask was, you know, now you're in physiotherapy, you're, you start in September, it's now close to May. So it's been seven months, almost six months, something like that. You're already seeing live patients. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. which is probably very scary. Yeah, you're probably oh, like, it is. It is. I've just started this compared to what we were used to it at you know, undergrad, you know, where we were, I didn't, I didn't uh, coach an athlete until a year after university, you know, which is probably my fault as well. But now you're seeing live patients. What's that like? And like, what was the thought process you went through? Were you like, absolutely, you know, shit in a brick? Or were you just kind of like, oh, this is cool. I like this. Yeah, like it's, I I, yeah, I was definitely shitting a brick. I'm I'm, I'm two weeks in now. And I've done a lot of shadowing patients. Um, I'm gonna like be able to. I'm gonna be doing my first initial assessment, um, in a few days. Um, but I've done some home visits and I've seen patients. And like, it's kind of crazy because you, I've now I've learned. I've had seven or well, five to six months of just learning like the foundations of physiotherapy, um, treatments and management. But there's a lot of things they do miss out on the course because you will learn those while on placement. Um. And you, you learn about all these conditions and the different symptoms people go through. So right now I'm, I'm doing respiratory physiotherapy. Um, but then it all becomes real when you actually go to someone's house and you see them like suffering, like with shortness of breath and they they can't even walk five meters without having to hold onto a wall. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is what we've learned. But now I'm actually yeah. seeing it. And um, and it's crazy because for me right now, obviously I'm still shadowing and there will be a point within this placement where I'm going to have to treat them 
Um, and thinking of that is so scary, even though like it's going to happen in a few weeks and I just have to kind of be thrown in the deep end. Um, that's kind of basically the way you're going to learn on placement. Um, so yeah, it's, it's nerve wracking, but it's very, I know that it'll be very, very rewarding once you're able to do it. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know. I just, I think it, it's also invaluable experience because you know, ultimately we go to university as sports scientists or as strength and conditioning coaches or physiotherapists or whatever it is so that we can eventually work with people. And I think it's really unique that I don't know if every physiotherapy course is like this, but I think it's amazing to hear like the conversation we had just off air. I was shocked. I was like, damn, you're already seeing live people. That's amazing. Like, because I, only really started coaching learning how to coach people not just coaching people because I think there's a bit of little bit of a difference like um you know learning how to coach different people I don't think I started really learning that until I was probably until I set the weightlifting club up yeah you know I think that because there was just so many people coming through the doors and so many different movement types and and I was able to kind of understand like okay well this person i.e kerry has long legs long arms so i can't coach her the same way as say like sean that has short legs and short arms right we can have similar you know similar cues but the anatomy start positions whatever are entirely different and I, i think i learned that i wouldn't say too late but you know i learned that a little bit too late uh and i think the fact no, that you were coaching to... for years before you set up the weightlifting club no i was but i'm talking about weightlifting specifically uh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. you're right i probably should have uh i probably should have put a caveat to that of like weightlifting. <laughs> um no i was just thinking because i remember you like i remember you setting up the weightlifting club and like i remember you print printing out those little um not even flyers like what were they like business like, uh, cards business cards i love yeah. that yeah, little okay. cards, and we would just leave them everywhere. You just kind of leave them lying around and don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, but most of the coaching that I did before weightlifting was mainly just understanding how to program for people, how to periodize things, and so on and so forth, which definitely helped later on when we were coaching weightlifting. But like actually coaching weightlifting, I thought I was a, a pretty decent coach, not good, until I ran the club, and I was like, fuck this is so complex. Yeah. It's so much more than just organizing someone in this position and saying, right, just, just use your legs. Right. That's all I used to say was just use your legs. Sometimes I still revert back to that. And I say that's carry almost every week, but you know, I still don't know how to use my legs. <laughs> I still don't know. How to... But we, we've got different phrases now, you know, I don't oh, just say do. use your legs and we try and arrange, arrange your different positions and we've gone completely off legs. topic, but you get the idea. You know, the idea is, uh, I think it's great that you're already gaining experience whilst yeah. also at uni getting the knowledge and and so on and so forth, which I guess brings me on to the next question. And I know, I guess you probably haven't thought about this because you've been six months into uni is what do you ultimately plan to do? Um, I know that we've spoken about this and I was fully, I fully endorsed the idea before you even went back to university because I said to you, I remember this conversation a year ago. He went, Con, I think I want to go back to uni, you know? And I was like, okay, 
what for? And he went, I want to do physiotherapy. And, and it wasn't the first time I'd heard it, but I was like, okay, but what are you going to do with physiotherapy? Like what, why do you want to go back? He's like, well, I want to help people. I'm like, yeah, I, I get that. And that's an honorable <laughs> thing to do, but you can't just like go do a university degree and go, I want to help people. You have to actually have some kind of plan, you know, like what you want to do. Uh, so what is that? What is kind of the ultimate goal? You know, what, what are you aiming to, to get out of it? <laughs> because you know i'm worried that now i'm gonna say something else which isn't what you're thinking <laughs> no i don't think i don't think you will i mean you might but if you if you do then i'll uh i'll tell you what you told me okay you know you tell me yeah oh you want me to tell you now okay <laughs> so when when i first said to you what do you want to do with it and this is where the traveling carry came in was uh, because yeah. is it am i right well, I don't know how much I've told you. You so tell like, me a lot without even realizing okay, go on, go on. it. You have these two you AM conversations with me when it's. I like think 10 you've 10. told me, Carrie. Like, a... <laughs> 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 I speak a lot. He's a couple of margaritas deep, and uh... we one time, and you told me about your entire life. I normally like telling people about my life, and I can get a fucking word in. Like, <laughs> oh. that is so. so so Kerry's ultimate plan, at least the way that I imagined or the way that I think I remember it, is that Kerry has decided that once she's graduated, she would like to go back to the Philippines and set up a physio shack so that <laughs> all of the all of the um, it was like surfers and volleyballers and stuff like that. Right. Would when they would come to travel and train, you'd be able to physio them. Which I think is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. It combines literally the two things, or not two things, but you know, weightlifting, physio, and or treatment, training, and travel. That's what I'm going to call it. I love this. Yeah. Right. But, okay. I was just checking. I was like, I don't know who I've told, but like, I was like, yeah, that is my like long term plan kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, so I definitely want to do that. I would say after a few years, maybe a couple years of me, like. Um, getting all my experience here because when I when I do that I want to be like comfortable um, as a physio know what I'm doing and everything before um, you know essentially starting my own business kind of thing um, but yeah like I just like I have so much love for Philippines I love going back there like it's literally like like I feel like I'm at home when I'm there so um, and that's where my dad lives and yeah like it just kind of occurred to me like last year when I was out there um especially like just thinking about um peak season there is when there's lots of professional volleyball tournaments dragon boat racing kite surfing all of that during peak season but yeah like you said there's not really any like physiotherapy hub or anything like that on the island because it's a very small island and I just thought you know what I love Philippines I love traveling I love physio why don't I just yeah combine that and go out there maybe for a few months in a year um, or like every other year and just kind of, I don't know, just, I have that as a vision. So it's like, I really want to make that happen. And normally when I say that, I try my best yep. to make it happen. So manifest it. in a few, exactly manifesting. Yep. Um, so I think, yeah, long-term goal, that, like that's what I want to be doing. Awesome. And uh, that's sick. That, yeah. it does sound, when you told me that plan, 
this was after I'd said, okay, well, what do you want to do with it? After you told me that plan, I can't, I, I think I literally just sat there and went, fair enough. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't expect, it wasn't even classic Kerry because classic Kerry would be like, yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> but me, me not actually being able to say anything and just going fair enough. I was like, okay, I'm convinced like she's going to do this, but I could tell I was like, she's, like she's putting this out in the universe and she believes it. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So yeah, I was stumped and uh, Yushan could probably attest to this. Actually, both of you can. It's very rare that I'm lost for words. <laughs> <laughs> and if I just say fair enough, that's uh, quite a big deal. Um, <laughs> amazing. So I want to go back to one of our last questions before we round out. And something that you recently said on your famous reels your famous hey it's kerry instagram reels is i love those reels by the way oh, everyone does you. you know what like it's the transitions i just i love making the transitions. <laughs> you know what it is me, if you're it's... listening to this i need an editor for your reels you know yeah i was gonna say yeah can you do my ones yeah I'll do, yeah yeah i'll you send should. you all the content and just i just need you to mash it up <laughs> into a cool reel yeah and it but the the only problem is his uh his only exception kerry is you can do all the reels i know what you're gonna say he specifically told me no bad money i knew it i knew it <laughs> you said that not you one. I'm, I'm slowly making everyone into bad money how did you know i was gonna say that unpredictable anyway um it's the travel logs the blogs that get me i, I genuinely oh, think you? I, you should be a youtuber you you oh, should set up YouTube and you should uh when you do your physio, you should travel, you should do treatment, you should be a weightlifter, so unique. Bro, this is sick because I um when you said it's the last question, I was like, nah, but I want to talk more about traveling. Yeah, oh, oh. yeah. We oh yeah, we're gonna get into traveling. We're gonna get sick, into traveling. Sick. Okay, cool. But the last thing or not yeah, one of your last most recent famous reels, you said to you said um and this is going back to you having a perspective was all it takes is looking back on where you started to realize the progress you've made. I mean, <laughs> it's not just the reels that are, that are punching. Like that is a, that's a big statement. Um, explain to me that what that wisdom. means to you and give me some more modern day wisdoms. Oh, again, on the spot. Spot. Too yeah. Many. <laughs> yeah, I know um I mean yeah like it kind of relates back to what we said earlier like um it's so easy to get lost in like comparing yourself and to other people and like putting pressures on yourself more than anything um and it's just so easy to think oh I haven't I haven't progressed much in, in this month or this cycle or whatever um so sometimes it's like even just sometimes just doing that is just a way for me to remind myself like I post these things but really like I I love posting for me to see my own progress as the years go by as well and just like I had found that video of like my first snatch and I was like wow like 2019 2020 Kerry wouldn't have, wouldn't have known that um I'd be snatching like yellow plates now do you know um so yeah it's just kind of like empowering um and I feel like um like yeah it's empowering to kind of lift those weights and get stronger and see yourself 
getting stronger and you kind of forget like where you did where you've started it's very easy to get lost when you're a year down the line or two years down the line of weightlifting and you can't it's it's hard to look back and you're always just constantly looking forwards yeah which is natural you know for a lot of us like you know we've all we've all said it at some point in this episode that it's it's natural to focus on the future because it's scary and not to sound corny but it's essentially the reason why we started this podcast in the first place is that like everything ahead of us is unknown it's unpredictable and i think to always focus on like what what should i do next like why do you need to continuously plan on what you need to do next exactly um you know actually yeah now i was just gonna say like it kind of reminds me like um as yushan said earlier like like progress isn't linear and there's so many different things that can impact your training or things like that and it brings me back to lily shout out lily who big up (laughs) big up lily um who wasn't able to train for for months um, almost a year yeah almost a year yeah and it kind of puts it back into perspective that like training and lifting weights is a privilege um to even be able to to do all these to be able to train and like her seeing um my videos and seeing everyone training like she was always like you know she missed it a lot um and it kind of reminds you that wow I could I could also be in that spot so it's just kind of like enjoying the moment um not taking it super super seriously um yeah and like yeah that's all I got to say yeah you rounded that out very well um (laughs) I love it. Kez, I want to talk about traveling. And I'm sure you, Sean, does too. <laughs> I want to have a rundown of all the places that you have traveled to. Because <laughs> so just, just in case people aren't aware. So I got a message from Kerry probably on a Tuesday night. And it was about <laughs> 1 a.m. UK time. This is maybe a week or two ago. She's like, hey, Con. And whenever she says, hey, Con, right, I know that something's coming whether she's traveling or whatever it is. If it's, hey, coach, it means that she either wants to go off program or she has a question about training. So it was 1 a.m. Hey, Con. Hey, Kez, how you doing? Um, (laughs) I have a week off next week. I'm like, right, so are you going to be doing training? She goes, nah, I'm going to go to Prague, I reckon. (laughs) And I'm like, when is this happening? She's like, well, I've, I've already booked my flight. I'm like, why why are you asking me then? <laughs> I feel like I still need permission. I need your your um acceptance. <laughs> so then she just goes, Yeah, so I'm going to Prague and um I won't be training those days. All right. So I was like, just... I'll do I'll do I'll squeeze my training sessions in the beginning of the week and yeah. then I'm going to Prague the rest of the week. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. As I was just sat there, it was like 10 p.m. my time. Or however, whatever time it was, one a.m. Kerry's time, UK Kerry's time, UK time. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I just find it really funny. So, apart from Prague, where else have you visited? In let's go with. I want to go with. Actually, tell us all the countries you visited. Why not? <laughs> let's just round it out with that. All right, <laughs> I'll start with. I'll start with my solo trips. Because okay. that's something that 
like I, I love traveling solo yeah, so it just hits different and I'd love yeah. you to tell us if you yeah. can one of the best things you did on each trip if you can remember which you probably can because your reels will be able to tell you and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> secondly what did you learn because solo traveling is a, it's a yeah. hot it's a scary thing to do so yeah mm. yeah um so in no particular order <laughs> um so obviously I went to Prague recently um I went to so before COVID I managed to squeeze in like January February and March like three little weekends away and I went to Budapest Lisbon and Copenhagen Copenhagen was a funny one because I was it was literally on the verge of a lockdown there and they were about to shut the borders and I had managed to kind of get on a flight with my friend Beth um and that was quite a funny one Lisbon um I love Lisbon because it was just like everywhere you go um like I didn't even use a map I just walked and walked and I could just find beautiful places places to eat and it was just great uh, the same with Rome as well Rome was great um every single corner that you turn there was an amazing building or monument and the food was obviously amazing um I've been to Greece many times but that's like with family and Cyprus Turkey um Philippines was actually obviously I've I've been there many times but it was also my first solo trip that I've done yeah um when I was 20 um and Thailand where else wow Spain obviously Spain I go there Spain. so much I love it so <laughs> you live that... my Spanish friends yeah so you also live there touching on that you also lived yeah. there for three months teaching English yes no yes you were teaching English but you also yeah. learned Spanish I did. I took some Spanish lessons while I was out there and I was living in Valencia um, and yeah, for about three months. Um, I just wanted to experience living in a new country. And one of my things was that before I did my uh, physio course, I wanted to experience that as soon as I could, because I thought maybe if I finish my course, I'm going to go straight into working and who knows if I'll ever get the opportunity really. Um, I mean, I probably will, but like I really wanted to just kind of do that for myself. So that was really, really fun. Um yeah. I don't know where else. <laughs> Probably <laughs> lots of other places, but like, now yeah, yeah. Yeah. And somewhere you haven't been yet has come to visit us. So that's gonna be soon. That's true. New um York. New York will be soon. Yusha needs to come visit us soon as yeah. well. I'd love to. Well, um, I'd love to go traveling in general. Cause you know, I, you you mentioned something right at the, you know, towards the beginning of this episode of like, it's not always going to be like quitting your job and taking you out traveling. Yeah. It's fitting it in whenever that's realistic and within your means of your reality. And I think that's so true and something that I forget, you know, and then what many people forget because I, I love traveling. Yeah. And after I did the, well, I, I realized this is quite a sort of stereotypical thing to do in the UK, but in Hong Kong, it's not, can I just say? And um, when I finished school, me and my mate took a year out before we went to uni and we went traveling um, for a good six, seven months um, yeah. where we spent, and we didn't go to like loads of different countries. What we did instead was we spent sort of two and a half months 
in each country so that were like nearly three months in india and then philippines and then cambodia um and doing some like volunteer work there as well as well as traveling around the country over the weekends and it was just such an amazing experience i just can't i can't describe how cool it was like it was just everything about it you know living and immersing in a different in a different culture and and just being a part of you know that community and then also meeting loads of people and, and that's the best part being sponsored because we were traveling together but we we're kind of solo traveling like at times you know oh, yeah. um when you're with the same guy for seven months like you you don't do yeah. everything together so i think but yeah you know like staying in hostels and meeting people that's um yeah. meeting locals and so now all the time I'm like I really want to go traveling but in my head it feels like it needs to be a big thing like that again I'm like oh I need to take six months out and go to Mexico or something like that you know um whereas in reality I could just you know on a Monday to a Wednesday go to Spain I've actually never been to Spain honestly Um, it's so true like there's so many ways to travel like you can either take loads of um time out of the year to do a big trip some people then either move to another country and just do you know like lots of people now are going to Australia doing a working visa so they're working and traveling um or for example like me I'm a student I'm not you know working at the moment so the only way I get to travel is doing like short trips short weekend trips but staying in hostels eating the the local food something that will not um burn my pocket too much essentially so this yeah you kind of forget you don't need to have a whole amount of time to um explore a country you could just go for a little weekend trip and yeah and get it done basically local food is the best part of traveling that's the best part about it yeah i reckon to fully immerse in a in a different culture it's food sports and music 100 percent 100 percent that's that's very true actually and also i think like museums and stuff as well Mm. you know like art galleries or museums i think it's important but that's actually touched on a topic which i think would be interesting to to kind of pick up is i've noticed that living in the uk and now moving over here the people in the uk more often than not depending on where you are, I think London is very different. And I think our friend group as a whole is very different. Yeah, We are quite well-traveled. And it's yeah. not because we have to be, it's just because we want to be, because we also appreciate that there's lots of other different cultures outside of the UK. But I feel like a lot of people are quite ignorant to the fact that like, you know, they go to a different country like Spain and they just eat English food. Yeah they don't ever like go like that's not traveling in my yeah. in my mind that's going on holiday it's, yeah. it's i think yeah. it's a bit yeah. of a difference you're looking right? for things that are from that you're <laughs> used to in a different country yeah yeah it's just that's that's a that's a difference there is a difference between a holiday and traveling like traveling yeah. is really trying to immerse yourself in that culture understand it learn more especially from the local people um but if you keep looking for the same food and you know you're not putting yourself out there um yeah it's more like vacation kind of vacation that's what they say here i say vacation it's yeah that's holiday. true they make vacation. it they make it 
they make it easy as well because those things are so available in those countries yeah. as well absolutely um, and that's why they're so available because people seek it seek that yes. same, the same kind of food that they're used to i remember when i went to the philippines i saw like loads of places serving full english breakfast yeah that's like what the hell i was <laughs> like i literally i literally just want my spaghetti with rice like, exactly just... <laughs> i want my capsulog i want my beef with rice in the morning and an egg on top like that is what you want <laughs> that sounds pretty nice actually i've that's one place i've never been is the far east philippines indonesia oh, you'd love it you'd love it oh I, bro I honestly you would have an amazing time i remember in so in cambodia right me and my mate we were volunteering at an orphanage and the first morning we were there we were like okay we gotta find some food because we're here for like seven, eight weeks, you know, like we, yeah. we're, what are we going to do for breakfast? So we, you know, we just walked out into, that's, it was a, like a village slash little town just outside of where we're working and we're walking around trying to find some food. And there's no really, there weren't any places that looked like restaurants and it was just like a little village. And we, we passed this shop that had some seats outside. Looking back, I don't think it was even a restaurant, right? But we just walked in and we we're like, oh, do you do any food, brother? They spoke, they didn't speak any English and we didn't speak enough Khmer to kind of be able to communicate, but eventually got the point across that we wanted some food. So they were like, all right, sit down, sit down. And then they served us like, like really good soup and then fresh pork. I remember this really clear, like barbecue pork neck with rice oh, and then like good. Vietnamese style iced coffee. Right. I forgot about the iced coffee. And yeah, so it's just like yeah, strong coffee with um condensed milk, um oh, shaken and ice. And but it was that it was the pork neck with rice, like barbecue. Um and yeah, it's just such a big meal, right? And then at the end we're like, Oh, how much do we pay? And I remember it was something like two US dollars, right? Wow. And for honestly, for eight weeks after that, we went there every day for breakfast in the morning I and bet. they served us the exact same thing every day you just that go sounds in, amazing it's already on the table for you we walk in just sit down and they just bring us the food <laughs> honestly like that's 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 the beautiful thing of traveling is just experiencing different cultures and finding these like little gems that aren't kind of too touristy yeah. um that's what we're taking advantage of being out here is, you know, we've been to like five different U.S. states already. And like, I want to pick up on what you shown picked up on right near the start that you said is you don't need to take a gap year. You know, just take a couple of days out yeah. if you have the money, if you have the time, you know, and like people will use the excuse. Well, I don't want to travel by myself. Give people a reason why, why they should travel by themselves, Kez. I've got many reasons. <laughs> I know you should ask this as well, because when I was in Prague, I met this other female traveller and she was actually making a vlog. Um, oh, cool. About, about like uh, female travellers, female solo travellers and like the expectations or like the stereotypes of what you're used to. And then like a lot of people do think, the first thing that like whenever I go somewhere and I say, oh, no, I'm by myself, they're like, why like why do you want to be yourself or they'll feel sorry yeah. for you or something like that and they don't realize that actually it's like the best way to get out of your comfort zone like I was actually really shy as like a teenager and then um I went traveling you to- were shy 
Yeah, I was, believe it or not. <laughs> um, you know, I, I wouldn't put myself out there just talk to people. Or, you know, I was very comfortable in like my own friendship groups and things like that. When I went to Thailand and Philippines, I went to Philippines alone. I was forced to just speak to people. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of realize that there is a community out there who are doing the exact same thing as you. They're traveling by themselves and you already have that in common with them. And no one's going to be the mm. horrible person because, you know, you're you're all in that kind of thing, in that community together. And um, yeah, it's just I think it's so amazing that and you don't even need to wait for other people. Like it's very difficult when you're like planning uh, like group holidays with your friends and stuff. And sometimes if you're going to be waiting for people to book something with you, you could be waiting a very long time. So, yep. you know, by just booking a cheap ticket next weekend or whenever it is, um, you have no one to um, kind of respond to. You just kind of go and you make, you do things in your own time, um, which is also amazing because you don't have to be like fighting about where you want to eat or what you want to see on this day and the itinerary and all of that. Um you just kind of make up your own rules and do it as you go along. And sometimes you meet people. Like when I was in Philippines last year, um, traveling alone, I met some people in my hostel. Um, mm. and I had a plan in my head of where I was going to go. I met these people. We all got along so well. And we were like, shall we just go travel some islands in the Philippines together? And for the next two weeks, I was traveling um, with these two people and had the best time. Um, and that's the most amazing part of it. You like, there's never a dull story when you're traveling alone, and that's why I'd recommend it. Yeah, hundred percent. I love 100%. that. And one thing that I want to pick up on as well that I think you probably haven't thought about, which from an outsider's perspective, I think there's a lot of value in just being comfortable, being by yourself. Which is an episode yeah. that we've just recorded, actually. Uh, which I haven't set you up for, by the way, um, but an episode that we've just recorded, like basically discussing the idea of like having good friendships and also just being comfortable being alone. Yeah. You know, and, and also just the, the, the kind of idea of loneliness. But a lot of people think that traveling alone is lonely, but actually you've just proved to me it's not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you know? um, I've, never gone to, I've never gone to a place and came back not knowing anyone from that place like yeah you end up knowing incredible. people from that country but also from other countries um and then you have like you have all these amazing people who are like if you come to um if you come to like italy or mexico or yeah. whatever place to stay and then you know like there's friends that i've made um in lisbon in a solo traveling hostel um, they're both from the states one from Seattle one from Chicago and uh, we to this and that was in 2020 to this day we still have a group chat that we update every month or so like about how we all are and we all we're still trying to plan like a west coast uh, like road trip um, and and actually like two days ago they went snowboarding together so it just shows you that like that's awesome years down the line you can still have these amazing friends and because mm. you, you you know you have you find so many things in common and and yeah, your friends are out there. Like... Absolutely. Kez, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the episode or the podcast. Thank you. Um, you thought that we wouldn't be able to get you to talk about anything. And <laughs> we've pretty much gone over an hour. So um, just rambled on. Just rambled on. <laughs> um, do, do I mean, we've plugged you a couple of times, but do you want to tell the people 
where they can connect with you uh and yeah go on plug hey, yourself well if you haven't known already <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on at hey it's kerry on instagram <laughs> or tiktok whichever oh you yes tiktok and, i mean they're pretty much like similar things that i post but um my instagram for a bit of traveling weightlifting stuff and good vibes absolutely uh good the good vibes you're you come for the good vibes and you stay for the good vibes so right. kez it's been a pleasure hearing you live your best life I will. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much guys for tuning in to another episode we hope you enjoyed this one we hope you found a lot of value like we both did we will catch you on the next episode of into the unknown peace see ya Thank you so much for joining us into the unknown. Uh, if you want to connect with us and get in touch, you can find out more about me at Stoke Strength Systems on Instagram and Connor Lift Stuff for my business page. And you can find me at at yushan.su.eventing on Instagram, yushan.su.eventing on Facebook, and suyushaneventing.com. And if you want to get a bit more engaged, uh, with our community and you liked this episode please like and subscribe uh, follow on the on, on spotify and we'd also love to hear your thoughts on this episode's topics so please drop them in the comments catch you next week